Um, but welcome to More to Life tonight. That's kind of my little intro. It's always fun to see you guys here. We'll let people straggle in as they come because they're used to starting in like five more minutes. But um, last time we all got together, we did this version of like the hot seat. And it was my version, when I worked with students for a long time, we started this thing called fishbowl. And it was like, as everybody comes in, you just write down questions, you put it in this bowl, Phil draws from it as the night goes on, and I respond to every question. That's what we did last time here, and it was called the hot seat. I didn't record it, we didn't podcast it. We should have, because it was really fun. But we ended on one question, which was, if you could grant our local community one wish, what would it be? And so that's what we ended on, and I took a little bit to talk about it, but I, I kind of concluded with this idea of forness, and it's this word I created. Um, but it's the whole idea of living in posture for one another, that we're actually on the same team, and that we actually work with that in mind. We live and breathe, react, respond, um, encourage, create with one another in mind. So it's this idea of being for one another at the end of the day in your words and actions. And so I was saying, man, I wish like our local community could do that more, right? Like that we could actually do that. And then we finished, finished with an experiment. And I challenged people to kind of be what I considered Phil for a few weeks. Um, yeah, so when I see people, one of the things I do is I get really excited um, when I see another human being. And I get really excited, and I smile, and I look them in the eyes, and I pull one of these. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> hey. Like, this is what I do. And so I was challenging everyone. I was like, try three things for just a few weeks and see if it doesn't impact you and other people around you. But definitely look people in the eye. Um, definitely smile when you're approaching them. And then you don't have to do the whole, because that, that works for me. But I don't know if it works for you guys, right? Like, sometimes that doesn't work. So I was saying maybe ask their name, or if they're wearing a name, to actually use their name. Um, just try to engage the human being that's in front of you, right? Because we're not machines, and we are people. We have stories. We all have our own shit going on. Like, you've got, it's a, it's a person, right? So treat them like they're a person and engage them. And so, I don't know, did anybody try this? Did anybody, were there any stories that came as a result of, like, any, anything you want to highlight or note? Anything funny that happened? What? Well, I just had the bank. Yeah. Wells Fargo is my normal bank, but my mortgage is with the credit union. And one of the gals switched. And she was surprised that I noticed that she switched, you know? And I'm like, no, I, <laughs> you're from Wells Fargo. And she, then she remembered me from Wells Fargo. But, nice. Um, but, you know, just yeah. noting that she switched banks and where she works. So. She's good. Yeah. I kept doing it more and more. I noticed that it just made me feel good. Sure. It made me feel good. Yeah. You know, much less the I'm hoping that you get a person feel good. But I right. tried to do it like you kind of do it at a grocery store. Yeah. Not really like on the street as much. Yeah. Strangers. You weren't like <laughs> everybody like walking by. I get it. 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 Interacting with for something, not just like walking down the street. Right. Right. Yeah. But so many times, like our interactions throughout the day, like people can be treated as obstacles in the way. Um, like even when you're buying something at the store, it's like, who's this person I have to talk to? Like, let me go over to the line over here. We don't have to speak to a human being because I'd rather just get in and out as fast as I can. I mean, I did a talk on that too. I don't know why we're trying to save so much time. But 
those five minutes at the end of the day must add up to something. Like, I don't know. But, you know, yeah, I love that you guys actually tried it a little bit. Cindy. There are people, though, at the self checkout line that are standing there. There are. Stuff like that. And I always try to thank them and say, hey, Yeah. Thank God for those people sometimes, because at Target right now, I can't get anything to work. So. Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple in, you know, there's like the Julio, who's like the head maintenance guy, and Mario, and Jose, and Carlos. And then there were like these two new guys that like showed up last week, and I was out talking to them, like, hey, let me introduce myself. I'm June, and I live in 404CC. And they, like, I shook their hand, and they, like, looked right at Julio, like, well, who is this woman? Like, is she a laptop? You know? All they hear is Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're. Right. All they hear are complaints, and I'm like, hey, how's it going? And, you know, we give a lot of our things to them. Sure. You know, a lot of, of clothing. And yeah, yeah, and donate, everything. donate. And, and one of them in Julio goes, oh, that's the one that just brought the comforter in, and, you know, and it was an outfit that Bill had, and he gave it to them. And, and they're like, oh, so-and-so took the shirt, and he's got over here took the, the, the khakis. And, you know, if you just put a name to it, yeah. you know, Oof. Yeah, if you're usually used to people coming to you and complaining, yeah, that can be a whole different, like, different start with them, for sure. Chris. So I had an interesting thing happen last week. So, you know, there's some construction going on next door to our house that's been going on forever and ever and ever. And, uh, <laughs> good story, good story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you put up with it, but, you know, it's just, and it's, it's, it's fine, but I, um, I like to talk to the guys and I say, hi, how are you? And they're ready for me to yell at them because they're making noise, but I'm not. I'm just saying, you know, hello, right? So right. fast forward, last week I was going out to Denver for a couple of meetings, and like an idiot, I had placed my uh, folio with my uh, iPad stuck in there. It's a zippered leather thing, and I put it on top of the car. And I was running really late, and I never do this, but I did it this time. And I pulled out of the, the, the uh, garage, it's the worst, man. went into the, onto the street, and turned left onto uh, more of the major street. And I didn't even notice that it was up there until I got to Denver, and I went to go get it, and it wasn't there. And here it, might, it was my iPad with a lot of files and all that stuff, right? All the way down to Denver. I went all the way down to Denver. I didn't know. So um, I called Dawn. I called Dawn right away. Please tell me that it's in the garage. Please tell me that I drop it in the garage. So during the meeting, I get a call from what's his name? Ivan. Ivan. Uh, so from Ivan, and Ivan opened, found it. Yeah. And it was in, literally in the middle of the road, and he opened it up and got my name. And he says, "Yeah, you're at 75." And I did all the, the work next to you. You were the nice guy. <laughs> and so he picked it up. He was working on Boreas Pass. He says, he says, I said, how could I get it from you? Okay. Yeah. He says, no, I'll just drop it off to your house. So he, I don't know Nice guy, so man. he came over and dropped um, it off. And dropped it off. So kind of fast forward a little bit. 
Was it because I made eye contact because I was nice to him that he did that? Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But it sure didn't hurt. No. And it was he nice. Knew who you were. And he was such a nice guy. Yeah. Oh, such that's awesome. Nice guy. I said, Chris, yeah, I know, I know you. You, you. You were really nice to me. You said hello to me. Um, yeah. And, you know, I found your stuff. That works. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, and it wasn't I, broken. So, I mean, this might seem like really basic. You guys might be like, Phil, why are you telling us to look people in the eye and say hello and smile and this? Because, like, we're living in a world where the majority of people, like our expectations, I mean, I did a whole talk on it, is that, like, whoever's in front of me is going to treat me and act like a dick. Like, it's pretty much out there. It feels that way a lot. Like, I just had a conversation the other day with someone, and they were like, why are people acting this way? Why are they treating me this way? Why is this kind of our starting point? And it's like, man, we can shift that. We can definitely change that. All we have to do is kind of take hold of that just a little bit more and, like, engage, like, and respond and have, you know, practice what I call, like, basic human decency, civility, right? It was that whole study I read that was all about people showing manners now. The more you show manners, people think you're flirting with them because we've lost it. When you look someone in the eye and you say thank you or please, they think you're interested. And it's like, wait, no. Like, I'm just trying to be another fellow human being. We're in this together. It's that idea of foreness. So we did that like, yeah, 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 Cindy. Yeah. Spit in their food, no. <laughs> Kill them with kindness. Yeah. I wish more of us were killing one another with kindness. <laughs> Rather than the arguments, the debates, the I'm right, you're wrong kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, so with that in mind, with that in mind, I was thinking about the idea of foreness and, um, I want you guys to get something in your head just for me. This is something for the multitaskers out there. I always like the multitaskers because that's who I am. Um, while I'm telling these next few stories, I want you to come up with three words in your head. Three words. And you don't have to apply a lot of effort, but that would sum you up. You're going to use one word for today, a word that you would use for today, that would sum you up today, wherever your head, heart's been, mind, whatever all of your activity, focus, energy. Then a word for last week, then a word for last month, right? So you've got a word for today, a word for this past week, a word for last month. That's what you're trying to come up with, three words that would sum you up if we had to put it on paper. That's your job while I'm telling a couple of stories, right? So my first story is this. I, I recently went to a mall, which I don't do a lot. Um, I went down to Park Meadows. I was supposed to be going to a wedding, and I had some time to kill. So I go to the mall, and I walk around. And what I was blown away by was the fact that every window display um, was proudly displaying the 90s in full effect. Like, the 90s are what's for sale right now. And it's pretty crazy, because we're talking mom jeans, mom jeans way back in style. If you don't know what those are, yes, very high-waisted jeans. Yeah, and, and we're talking like, we're talking like high-waisted mom jeans without a belt. That's what's in, right? Like, and stuff tucked in, no belt. Or crop tops. Crop tops, body suits, 
like pegging your pants again is back in style. Clunky, clunky shoes. We're talking like big BA filas that are like, <laughs> like just white, crazy, clunky shoes that are huge. These are what's in style. Scrunchies are back. Like ugly is in. And, and here's what's so funny. I grew up in the 90s, and, I, and I, I do love some of the stuff. And then other stuff, I'm like, why, why? But we went to LA, and we were hanging out with Anne's youngest sister. And she has embraced it 100%, and it's amazing. And she, she full-on owns it. As we were walking around LA, I was like, it's all so ugly. And she was like, ugly is in. That's what's in. Like, everybody's doing it. Like, it's ugly, and we know it, and it's awesome, right? And so I'm telling you that story because I love to watch, like, us react to things. And especially, like, when it's coming up, and they've, like, felt something, be it on the younger side, and they've been a part of something, and then the reaction, the pendulum just swings, you know, really hard. And so I'm watching this physical expression of the 90s. Mainly what we're gravitating to is some of the ugly stuff. And they're just saying, like, that is what we like. This is it. Less style, less production, less makeup, less performance, less effort. Yeah, here's where we're headed. And this is what we're doing. I see it as a complete reaction to, like, the filtered life that's been portrayed for the past, like, decade. The filtered life. Let's slap a filter on that. Let's make it look awesome. Let's make it look incredible. Let's make it do this. No, 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 no. Let's make it ugly. Let's make it no filter. Let's make it the absence of all of that, right? So it's kind of that no filter, let's just get real kind of life. That's one story. What? Lowers the bar, which is awesome. The bar is definitely going down. Um, <laughs> definitely going down. And that's all right. I mean, I remember wearing it. <laughs> yeah, I was like a part of it. I mean, I told Ann, we should definitely do 90s for Halloween this year. It would be very easy. You're going to see it everywhere. So second story was this. At another wedding I was early for, I went to a Starbucks. And like I said, we had just, I've just purchased a new laptop. And so I got a free pair of Beats headphones, wireless, with my laptop. Pretty sick. And I was trying them out, noise-canceling stuff. Never had that before. This is awesome. I put them on, and I'm just like, what just happened? I feel like I'm underwater almost, like when it, it just goes. And so I'm sitting at this Starbucks. I picked this table that was outside, the furthest away from other people possible. And I'm sitting there, and I'm just working, and I'm typing, and I'm listening to my music. Yeah, and I'm there for like an hour. I'm doing my thing. I'm doing my thing. There's other people who come and sit as a Starbucks. Normally, it's like people sitting by themselves, doing their things, doing their things. I noticed that this one guy came, um, guy who's older than me, and he sits down with his dog, and he's like right here to my left. And I'm like working away, working away, and then all of a sudden he gets up and he leaves, and his dog is just there, and he's gone. And I'm like, he just left his dog. What's he doing? What's he doing? I've got my headphones on. I'm listening to my stuff. It's happening. And then eventually I look over to my right, and there's a guy who's on the ground and he's having a seizure, okay? And he's having a seizure and there's a lot of blood at the same time. And so this Starbucks is right next to a bank and there's an outdoor ATM, two spots for 
you know, people to grab their money and punch in their code and do their thing. And so I've had all my beats, and I haven't heard a single thing that's been going on. But the older gentleman is over with the guy having a seizure. He must have gotten up and went over there very quickly. I take off my beats, and I squeeze behind this thing, and I just try and check in, and I'm like, hey, is everything OK? And by this point, there's like three other people. And it becomes this thing when all eyes are on the situation, right? So apparently, this guy was at the ATM. Um, he got his money. He started backing up. And then something happened. And he went into a seizure. And he hit the ground hard. And his head's bleeding. And he's there. And we've got people calling 911 and doing everything else. And lots of people are talking to one another and, and standing far off and looking. But the older gentleman that was near me, it's going to make me tear up every time. He was the guy who stood up and ran over there and just started holding his hand. He didn't dial 911 or anything. He got right down, and he's just holding his hand. That's it. And like, <laughs> I'm watching that whole thing take place. And you know, you're confronted with those kind of spontaneous moments. And you always wonder how people are going to respond and what they're going to do and who slaps into what mode. I'm so thankful that older gentleman was there to hold that guy's hand, whether he knew it was happening or not, right? It was this instinctive kind of call to humanity that like, we need to be connected. You need to feel a part of something. You need to be included. Like, man, we need that kind of interaction, that connection. He sat there and did that. Um, the paramedics came. They checked in on him. Um, once they got him kind of under control and, and off into the ambulance, um, you watch, I'm a people watcher, so everybody just kind of has been taken out of their moment. What, what was ever so important has suddenly like taken a total backseat, you know, and everybody's just kind of there, and then everybody kind of starts talking with one another and, and asking questions, and that, that older gentleman came back and he sat down. And I walked over to him and I said, hey, I just want to thank you for doing what you just did. Like not being afraid um, of all the blood, <laughs> of any kind of legal ramifications, of whatever that could have stopped you from being another human being and recognizing like, that someone just needs another person. Like you ran up and you did that. And he's like, oh, I just did what anybody would have done. I'm like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You did something extraordinary. And I just want to thank you. I mean, I hope that like, if I go down, if something happens, man, that someone's there just to be, just to be with me. It was a crazy, crazy moment. And then I went off to a rehearsal with a bridezilla, and it was nuts. And so like, my day totally changed, and it was like, what just happened? What happened? Was the dog okay? The dog was with the older gentleman. Yeah, so the dog just hung out. Like right over there. I thought the guy had left, like totally. And I'm just jamming to my music in my own little world, doing my noise canceling thing. And welcome to the real world, like when I took him off and what's happening right next to me. So I'm telling you those two stories simply because I was thinking about that whole idea of foreness. And I was trying to expand the definition a little bit more of kind of like, when people say, well, what does it mean to be for one another? What are you talking about? I'm like, well, I think two things come to mind for me. And one thing is being human. 
I think you need to be human more, more, and more. And I think you need to recognize that the people around you are also exactly that. I think we have to stop like placing certain expectations upon one another that ask us to be anything more than human. We've definitely hit a digital age, and I want to remind all of you that you don't have a hard drive, that you can't be always on, that like you do have limitations. That's a bad, nasty word like that people like to be like, no, 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 I push the limits, I break the limits, I, I go beyond. It's like you've got limits. There's 24 hours in a day. You'll never escape that one. Um, you know, you only have so much energy. You only have so much attention. Like, you're a human being, and so is everybody else around you. We have that in common, and sometimes that seems like a very small commonality. It's a pretty big one. It's a pretty huge commonality that we share. I've worked with this one planner, this one coordinator. I'm not sure how many more times it's going to happen, but this one planner in particular that I work with, I show up to rehearsals and I show up to weddings, and this one planner is all about business. It's it. Now, we've got two people and they're getting married. This is a pretty sweet moment in life. Like, this is a rehearsal. A rehearsal involves like people traveling from all over the place and they show up and they might not have seen each other for a long time. And they're getting together for this thing that's about to go down. So they're going to talk. And they're going to connect, and they're going to be goofy, and they're going to have a good time. And when it's all about business, it sucks the life out of it suddenly. It just kills the moment. It's unbelievable. I'm one of those guys who shows up, and I'm like, hey, you know? And like, let's, let's make this fun, and let's make this a moment. Let's make this not just like every other moment. Let's kind of make this a part of your story. And it's not just business. And then I show up to the wedding, and it's just business again with that planner. And I walk away, and I come back, and I talk to Anne. She's like, how was it? I'm like, oh, it's so hard working with that planner. I can't tell you because there's no feeling. There's no humanity in it. It's like been sucked out of the whole equation, and you show up, and it's just some kind of transactional thing that's going on, and it feels void of like feelings and emotions and everything that it should have, because it's a wedding. That's what it is. I love working with couples, and I love it when uh, they, they say, like, oh, man, we're going to be an emotional wreck. Like, we're just going to shed so many tears, it's going to be so bad. And I'm like, that's awesome. I can't wait to see it. Because <laughs> there are very few times in life I feel like when you're allowed to be emotional, when, like, it's almost expected of you, right, that you can, like, have that moment. And so I always tell them, I'm like, hey, this is a great moment. I mean, if you're going to get emotional, get emotional. Let it all out. Let it out and have a good time with it because, man, you don't get that freedom that often. And this is one of those moments. So do it. Be a human being and let it flow. That's awesome. And then I always throw in my other thing and I'm like, I've got plenty of tissues right here and I've got three boys. So I'm going to hand you tissues. You do whatever you need to. Hand it right back to me. I won't flinch, I swear. I'll just put it in my pocket. It's all good. <laughs> But be human and allow other people to be human. You should expect that as well. Like when people are going through stuff and they've got a story and they're not performing at their best, they need the space and grace from us to feel like they can be human. 
so they can go through that. It's all the kind of connection stuff, too. I mean, I know I started with this idea of like looking people in the eyes and shaking hands and waving and that kind of stuff. I feel like I want to start a class for like grade school and middle school students that's like just called like interaction or something. You know, like socialization. Socialization. Like, here's how you do it, guys. Let's practice, right? Because I'll call my own sons up on the phone and the conversation is weird. And granted, it should be a little awkward for a certain amount of time. But after a while, you should catch on. <laughs> like, this is how a conversation goes. And this is how you listen. And this is how you also ask questions of other people. Because like, we're all human beings, and we need that interaction. When it just becomes transactional, it's just information, and there's no feeling or heart behind it, it gets really weird really quick. And we need some more heart. We need some more humanity put back into our interactions, into our communication, into what we do. I was just listening to an NPR thing today. It was The Hidden Brain. And um, it was talking about like um, just work, deep work. I don't know if any of you guys have listened to that one. But they were talking about like when email became a thing, and suddenly everybody thinks that email is work, but it's not. Like, right? So like, and you might be sitting there, yeah, it is. And it's like, it's questionable if that's work. But they've done some studies, and they've like gone into companies and said, like, how much are we paying people to send emails, to read emails, and to do all of this communication? And it was roughly like they could buy like a jet every year, like if they would just cut email communication out. Like it would like, they're spending so much money on people just typing emails back and forth to one another. And man, I just think, like, again, we need to bring humanity back into some of these spaces somehow. The heart, the intention, like the connection behind it. So the idea of fourness, one thing is you've got to be human. And you're, you're off to a good start, right? Like you're off to a good start. But sometimes we forget what all of that totally means, this being human piece. We reduce other people down to machines. We treat them that way. We blow them off that way. Like, and before you know it, sometimes we're acting and behaving as if we're a machine. We think we can go on no sleep. <laughs> we think we can just like run on who knows what and just like behave and just digest like copious amounts of knowledge and like distraction and think it doesn't affect us. It doesn't impact us in any kind of way. Yeah. Calling somebody and having that deep human connection. Oh, totally. You know, it's just like. We watched a show the other day, and there was a payphone in it. <laughs> and Tate goes, oh, those, those things when you had to put money in, those were no good. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, think. Like, how many times do you call people and they don't answer? You know, like, you would lose a lot of money. And I'm like, well, here's the cool thing about those payphones. And was like, you got your money back. If no one picked up, the quarter came back. You know what I mean? But Dying. what's funny is, is like people don't pick up that often anymore. You know? And I'm a culprit. I'm like, leave a voicemail. And then I'll listen to it when I want to. <laughs> and then I'll send you a text. Yeah. Right? Like I totally will. But most of, I know, I'm the guy. We've got to get better. Like, that's not good. 
we've got to get better at bringing humanity back into this piece for one another's sake, for our own sake. I mean, it, it does make a huge difference. Like what you said, Don, when you walk around and you talk with people and you smile and you use their names, it makes you feel better. It really does. And that's worth it right there. Exactly. I mean, I'd rather feel better at the end of my day than worse. I swear. I would love it. And it's going to take us doing some things. There was someone who used to come to Mortar Life, and they no longer come. And I keep inviting them again. But we, we went out to like, lunch, and we had this conversation. And this person told me, they said, hey, I've been coming to Mortar Life for like three months, and I'm not a better person. This was our, this was our conversation. And I said, okay. I was like, you did half the battle. You showed up. The other half of the battle takes some effort. And it's not easy. And it can be difficult. But change is never easy. But I'm telling you, it can help. And some of the small things we do add up. But you actually have to take ownership of some stuff. I'm going to ask you to be more human. More human. Everything from your heart and your head being into it to like putting that kind of communication and interaction back with people and treating other people like you would want to be treated killed me when I saw that guy holding that other guy's hand. I, I was like completely thrown back into this thing. We're all people. We need each other. It was like one of those aha moments. You're just there and you're like, yes, I love that. I love that so much. And the paramedics come on the scene and they do what they need to do to save the guy's life. So they're not so human, right? But he was there holding his hand the whole time. And it was a perfect picture of that kind of combination for me. Second thing, second thing, the idea of foreness is um, this idea of being you. And this is back to the 90s thing, the ugly thing, the like the transparent thing, the real thing. I wonder, well, I heard this guy, this guy Rob Bell once, um, when I was listening to him talk once, he said, um, who you aren't isn't interesting. And I always loved that phrase when he said it. Who you aren't isn't interesting. Because if you're at all like me, you've definitely been told throughout your life that you're not enough, that you don't measure up, and you know plenty of things that you should change about yourself so you could be something else. I feel like that's a pretty good thematic thing that's out there from like when you're a kid all the way through adulthood. Here's what you can keep doing, by the way. And the idea of who you are is interesting, just doesn't totally feel true. So I loved when he said, who you aren't isn't interesting, because who you are really, really is. It really is. And we need you to be you. That's it. We spend so much time, so much effort, so much energy on being anything other than our true selves sometimes. And that can be rough. And maybe you're a person who has that dialed in better. And I feel like sometimes it comes with age. I don't know, like as a kid, we would always see these old guys, and it seemed like they didn't care. You know, like my grandfather was one of those guys. He was amazing, just to throw it out there. But this is a dude who wore t-shirts every day, a white t-shirt. He wore like slacks, pants, right? No jeans, but slacks and pants, suspenders that like literally came around his belly and left his body there 
and then made contact again here. Do you know what I'm saying? There was a whole window here because he was like my frame, but pregnant. You know, like that's what he was. I swear. And this guy could say whatever he wanted to, however he wanted to, because like, I don't know. He was just like, ah. He was just who he was. And now sometimes it's good and bad, you know, like, but there is this freedom there. Like once you can figure out that I'm me and I just need to be me. I don't have to like compete or try and be something that I'm not because we need you to be you. We need that. And I feel like the whole 90s thing, the whole LA ugly vibe that's coming out is like, it's the idea, hey, like, let's just be real. Now, granted, many of them are trying very hard to have something ugly, but I feel it's in response to something. I feel it's in response to something. Now, there's this song. I do want to play this video for you guys because I feel like for us to be human and for us to be ourselves, we need certain spaces in our lives that allow us to kind of experience that, feel that. It's not like you can just go do that. And when I think back to like my life and I think, okay, well, what are the areas that I'm supposed to kind of have that freedom? I would think about like, well, most people would think like at home. Most people think at home you can be who you are and you can be fully human. You know, like you can have all the feelings, you can express yourself, and you can just be who you are. Some people can't do that at home. But our concept and idea is at home, you can do that. At home, I can turn the switch off. I don't have to put on and act like I'm something I'm not. I can just be who I am. Sometimes it's around family members you're supposed to feel that, right? Sometimes it's around friends you're supposed to feel that. We've been taught this idea that like you need to be with some people who you can just be yourself. But we have a lot of people who aren't being themselves around their friends, around their family, sometimes even at home. And that takes a lot of energy. And I'm just wondering nowadays, I'm wondering why people choose like less interaction, less connection, less hanging out, less being with other people. And I'm wondering maybe if it's because they're in circles and they're in spaces where they can't be themselves and they can't be like humans. And so then they retreat, and they have these little places, and they put on their Beats headphones, <laughs> and they listen to whatever music they want to, and they pull out their laptop, and they watch whatever they want to. And they're like in their little world where they are themselves, and they feel good about that. But then when they step back out into these other spaces, they don't feel that. So this idea of foreness, what I'm asking you guys to do is to be human and to be yourself, but it goes one step further. And we're going to watch this video real quick. What time is it, guys? I don't have my clock. 6.42. 6.42. We're crushing it. We're killing it. All right, here's what we're going to do. I haven't queued up the sound because we didn't know it, but this is by a guy named Ed Sheeran. He's pretty popular right now. Um, Ed Sheeran's pretty cool right now. And he just did this whole kind of like collaboration album that he put out. And this was with Khalid. Khalid's pretty fun. He's really fun. Um, but... This song is called Beautiful People. And what I love about this song is that he took this term beautiful people and he flipped it. Because in the end, like the chorus says, we aren't beautiful people. And this whole idea of beautiful is just kind of a facade. It's a facade. It's a veneer, right? And underneath it, it's this idea of being human and being yourself. 
And so it's kind of a funny video. I just want you to watch it because I want to talk about a couple things after you see it. But I want to make sure the music's queued up here, so hang on. So here's Ed Sheeran putting out a music video that's trying to like pop the little bubble of this idea of like being beautiful, like the beautiful lifestyle, what it is. And he keeps popping the bubble and he says things like, you know, the idea like that this is a party and you've got some kind of connection and it feels real, but it's very, very empty is what he keeps talking about the whole time. He talks about being surrounded but still alone. He talks about this idea of like it's not who we are. And then he talks about like let's leave the party. Let's get out of here. I love the part when he says you look stunning, dear, so don't ask that question here. Like it's like you are a beautiful person. Don't compare it with this lifestyle because this lifestyle isn't even offering what you think it is. It's not that idea. And so I love that video simply because Silas and I have watched it a thousand times together and we keep talking about like life and what it's supposed to look like, what it's supposed to be. First of all, like be yourself. Stop changing to fit these ideas. Be who you are. Embrace that. Like and be okay with that, right? And then this whole other idea which is being human and treating one another in ways that like honestly embraces our humanity and allows for the connection that we all crave, that we all need, that we all want. Because we desperately, desperately need that when the day is done. We need those connections. Now, the idea of foreness, be human, be yourself, requires that you create those spaces for other people too. So you have to create that home. You have to create that space at your work. You have to create those conversations with people that allow people to be human and to be themselves. I'm asking you, with the idea of foreignness, to be the kind of person who welcomes, invites, encourages, inspires others to be human and to be themselves. Like, it takes those spaces for us to do that. And sometimes, like, you can test the waters out. You can like feel that out, like experiments. Walk around, smile, say hey to people, use their name, like look them in the eyes. Here's what I want you to do. At the beginning, I asked you to think of three words. Three words. One was to sum you up today. One was to sum you up last week. One word was to sum you up last month. Your next experiment is to go have a real authentic conversation that has zero BS, and you can't change your words now, right? You can't change your words. You've got your words. You already know what they are. So now you have to literally communicate with someone else and tell the stories behind those words about who it is you really are, where your headspace has been, where your heart's been, and communicate that kind of stuff. Practice being human. Practice being you. Right? And allow the conversation to go two ways. Right? Oftentimes what it takes to actually create those spaces is that you do a little bit of risking and then you invite someone else to step into that same space. Because that's what creates that almost trusted little space. Right? That allows people then to be 
authentic. Because in the end, that's what we're really talking about is authenticity, being human and being yourself, being kind of that transparent human being on the other side of a table. So that's your next assignment or your next experiment, is to take those three words somehow, use them in a conversation with another human being, and create that space and then invite them to step into it. Invite them to kind of have that same experience. Because I think it's really, really important. Again, that whole idea of foreignness, just taking one step further. Now, that's all I've got for you guys, but I want to tell you about one other thing. Um, we're trying to get excited, and I'm wrapping my head around this idea. I mentioned it like a year ago. I've got a friend who wants some of us to come to Costa Rica in April. And he wants us to kind of use it as an excuse twofold. Um, it's kind of like, hey, we'll take a little bit of a vacation, and we're also going to do a little bit of work down there. Don't think Habitat for Humanity kind of work. Think like we're going to be serving lunch to people. We're going to be having conversations with people. We're going to play with kids kind of work. We're going to show up, and we're going to be there. We want it to be inclusive and broad enough that literally families could come if they want. Because we'll be taking our kids, and I want them to be able to work, right? So we're not going to be building houses or something like hard. We're going to be doing stuff that anyone could do for locals there. And we're going to make it happen because they're in touch and at work with a nonprofit that's there that really needs some assistance and needs some help. So that'll be in April, and it's literally over spring break. Sorry to be the bummer. But... I know Don's like, dang it. But that's when it will happen. It's over spring break in April. And literally, when I say vacation, like, he means it. Like, he was like, yeah, man, if people are going to spend money and they're going to go there, it needs to be, like, it needs to be a win-win, right? It needs to make us feel like we got away and we had some relaxing times and we connected. But while we're there, we should also put our hands to work. We should do something good. So more details will soon be coming about that. The other thing I want to let you know is, um, I've signed up some guest speakers this year for More to Life. Now that we're back in the swing of things, we're back to Tuesdays. We're back to Tuesdays. It's back to 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. except for the next time. And I'm sorry about the emails. Can you tell that I was scattered? The last emails I sent, I was like, hey, let's meet on this day, wrong day. And then I'm like, and hey, let's meet at this time, wrong time. Like, I typed everything wrong. I don't know what was going on. But our next More to Life gathering is actually going to start at 7 instead of 6. And then we'll be back to the normal times, 6 to 7 on Tuesdays, twice a month. Um, we're also looking at this year, just so you know, I think it's like we're talking about every sixth time we're together trying to do some kind of like social thing on this night. Don't mean to freak you guys out, but like something kind of social. It would be kind of fun, right? So that will also be happening. And if that's not your cup of tea, you can be like, hey, I don't want to come that week. It's all good. But we just want to do a couple more things that will connect us on different levels, right? And there's so many people. Like, there's, like, over 120 people that come to this. But, like, you guys don't all show up every time or we would have, probably have a problem. But, like, we just want to start connecting some people again. We want to bring the humanity into it. We want to have the interaction. We want to make it here. So those are all on agenda, on the agenda for this year. Um, thank you guys for showing up. Oh, the guest speaker thing. Okay, so I have. So I, I know some interesting people, you know. And Anne wants to speak one time. So, but um, no. But 
we had those topics that we asked you guys to kind of fill out. Like, what are some topics when we're talking about if you considered, you know, life? What are some things that we need to talk about? Things that you aren't taught. Things that you can't necessarily just pick up that we're all going through that we all experience. One of the huge ones that people talked about was grief. People wanted to, like, have an MTL night that dealt with grief. And I've asked for both of my parents to come speak on grief. Um, they work a lot right now, and they visit the hospital. And they, they have so many stories. Like, every time I talk with them, they're, like, sitting with someone. Um, hard stuff, you know what I mean? And I haven't experienced a ton of that in my life. So I had to reach outside myself to have someone else speak on that topic. I also know a lot of students who are up and coming, and they're doing things in lots of interesting places. And so they've been traveling, and they've been working all over the world. And I've asked a couple of them to come back and share their stories with all of us here in the Breck bubble, in the Summit County bubble. You know what I mean? No, I'm just kidding. But um, just to come back and kind of like broaden our horizons of perspectives a little bit and share their stories. I just always think it's fun to hear those from different people. Yeah. So guest speakers. Any other questions or are we good? I'm going to turn on some music because we didn't have it at the beginning and it was killing me. Anybody else? You good? All right. All right. So Fornis, get to work, guys. Go experiment. Go have fun.